Hey, happy Halloween, everyone, and welcome to a special crossover episode where we, the gentlemen of the Mount Rushmore podcast, are sitting down and having a spooktacular good time with Liz and Brenda from Stupid Stitch. Hey, Jeff, you said this was a, co- a cross dressing episode. Oh, God, the dress looks great. <laughs> well, on thank you, thank you, at least. It really shows my legs, I thought. Yeah, <laughs> and it's low cut, which Ooh. I love. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff and I are wearing our normal um, podcaster attire of green cargo shorts and a superhero t shirt in gray. Jeff, uh, and Richard is here in a ball gown. Well, well isn't that a, it's typical, a fancy, fancy? It's a typical Halloween thing where you want to mm. kind of take it up a notch in the sexy department. It takes me back to prom. <laughs> it totally does. <laughs> the sparkles bring out your eyes. <laughs> well, I am a big fan of the Stupid Stition podcast, which explores superstitions throughout the world, going to a different region or country or area of the United States every episode, and not only exploring indigenous superstitions and examining whether they're kind of legit or maybe stupid, but also a cocktail from each of those regions. Am I right, Liz? Yes. Uh, Brenda, what do we have this time? Today we have a Norwegian-inspired cocktail called... What was it called? Don't remember. <laughs> well, while they're looking that up... <laughs> a Frukergard. <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, we should be well prepared for this <laughs> know, since we've been drinking them yeah. the entire afternoon. The glasses are sitting on the tables at Ikea. You mm-hmm. can go, no, that's Swedish. So, uh, <laughs> Mind you, we've had like three or four of these, plus yeah. some shots on the side. And we're also imbibing <laughs> scary cakes from Hostess, which are what, Richard? Uh, they're just cupcakes. With orange frosting. With orange frosting. So it's a Norwegian forest cocktail, which is inspired by the Norwegian fo- forest. Yeah. Right on. So uh, mm-hmm. speaking mm-hmm. of forests or green areas, the Mount Rushmore podcast is this recorded. This is a hell of a transition. <laughs> <laughs> I, want to see, I want to see you pull That's this off, Jeff. Let's pull incredible. it. Incredible. Pull this out. Uh, in a, a forested but also cleared area that is geographically known as a cemetery, the uh, mm-hmm. Valhalla Cemetery is just across the fence from the Mount Rushmore podcast studios. So this is making it even more spooktacular and scary for this Halloween So we're going to go after, right? We're going to yeah. go jump the fence real quick. We're going to jump the yeah. fence. And, and occasionally, occasionally Bigfoot wanders around <laughs> your, your neighborhood too. That's right. Sasquatch is known to, uh, to, to inhabit the neighborhood. Uh, the, the topic we have chosen uh, to help discuss with our podcast guests, the Stupid Stition uh, uh, podcasters who are Liz and Brenda, is the Mount Rushmore of hauntings. Now, uh, Liz, why are you excited about this topic? Uh, because spirits are real. Whoa. Story. Oh my God. <laughs> um, well, it's Halloween. Okay. And so we're very excited, especially this season, to mm-hmm. be talking about some hauntings. And I think for me and Brenda, it's always been something we've been obsessed about. Mm-hmm. And it's not just hauntings. Like we normally at Stupid Station cover aliens, um, any type Myth, of myths, you know, folklore, mm-hmm. anything that's just kind of outside of the ordinary realm. Yeah. And we just kind of like to reflect on that and get into it more. And then we're like, are these lights really aliens? Or did someone have their car die in the middle of the night because it's headlights? <laughs> oh, so you speculate as to the veracity of the story. What is it really? Yeah, we often find that we get halfway through a story and then we're like, this is such bullshit. <laughs> 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 we but do that too. Yeah. Yeah. People get that halfway through our episodes. episodes. <laughs> You're yeah. like, this is yes. like Thus the cocktails, because it helps everything move along. Yeah. 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 So... Uh, 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 Richard and Michael are also tasting the cocktail. What do you guys think? It's, it's great. The yeah. uh, rosemary is wonderful. Right? Oh, yeah. nice. It's a fancier one. I love a cocktail with lawn clippings. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. They're or, fresh from your yeah. lawn, Jeff. Yeah, it tastes pretty good on we, a roast chicken the, and in a cocktail. Got, Lime is fresh from your yard. Oh, that's yeah. true. And the rosemary yeah. is from some flowers right in your backyard oh, God. over the fence. Oh, wait a minute. There was just so a plethora we, yeah. of them, so, so we grabbed I had some. to leave my <laughs> shoes outside because, you know, they're covered in mud. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, well, I think we should jump right in and explore the Mount Rushmore of hauntings. Uh, normally on our podcast, Richard and Michael go head-to-head and debate each other, but we are going up against the Stupid Stition podcasters. So since they are our guests, they will go first, and I'll just be straight up at the beginning. They'll probably win. But uh, why don't you guys give it a good shot anyway? Okay, so, well. Thanks. All right, so uh, <laughs> let's start the Mount Rushmore of Stupid Stitions by uh, evaluating the first choice, which is made by this gang. All right. Let me just pull it up, kind of. All right. So we're going to tag team this Uh um, because we do everything together. Mm -hmm. Because we're besties, duh. Yeah. (laughs) And um, The duh felt, the the duh was uh, a little uh, aggressive, don't you think? (laughs) I can't believe they attacked us with the duh. I'll be haunted by that for the rest of my life. (laughs) Why is there always a plane? There's always a plane. There's always going to be a plane. I think this could be a time for shots. Or a sip of our drink. 
Oh, oh yes. Or that one. Liz, you and Brenda, you have a, a, a tradition on the Stupidstition podcast. Whenever you have a plane yeah. fly overhead. No. Well, it's a train that train. passes by. Oh, train. And what happens? We, we take have to shot. take a shot. Okay, we're going to be drunk. Real Today soon. we had five. Who knew? <laughs> I purposely try and time it out, and I go, "Oh, let me use the bathroom real quickly in the next five minutes." We shove like tortilla chips or chips or something in our mouth so we can sober up a bit. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't help really, but I feel like recording sober is so scary. This is scary. I can't say this. Okay, so uh, looks like we're going to kick things off with Liz and Brenda with their first choice of a haunting, which is what. We are talking about the White Lady of Belette Drive in the Philippines. So she's um, very well known over there. It's like a staple in their community. And essentially, she is a, a hitchhiking ghost that when you're driving on this Belette Drive, it's an actual street covered by all these uh, trees, these Belette trees. Um, when you're driving on this road, it gets so windy and dark that there's definitely like little pockets where there's no light that enters onto the highway. So when you're driving, you may see a hitchhiker, a woman dressed in all white, wanting for wanting a ride home. You pull over, Usually you go... during the midnight hours. Oh, yes. So. As we mm-hmm. learned during the witching hour, yeah. which is 3 p.m. if you're not aware. Mm. Or 3 a.m., if you're not aware. <laughs> 3 p.m. in the afternoon. <laughs> That's my, it's a radio show here out on AM570. <laughs> That's my napping hour. Um, and so you'll pull over, you'll ask her if she needs a ride, and we have testimony to that of people mentioning they pulled over to give this woman a ride. She gets in the car. They start to drive away. Midway through the drive, she says, slow down around this turn or you can fall off the cliff and die. So they usually go, what are you talking about? And as soon as they turn back, she's out of the car. Ooh. Never to be seen again. She does not leave five stars. She does not. <laughs> she does not. No tip. I know. No destination. Yes. Wow, that's kind of creepy. That's the Philippines? That's in the Philippines. Now, you, you, you two do a lot of research on this. Does your, like, does your BS detector go off? Or is it like... I don't know. Sounds pretty good. I know. It's it's hard to say. This one, I feel like, is we try to bring some that were not on the BS factor mm-hmm. as much, but we definitely get the one-offs of, I heard something in my room, it was some lights, and then the power shut off. And or I'm there's like- There's a lot of like stories where you hear them in many different countries. You're like, that story sounds familiar from this country. Yeah. And That's this interesting. familiar. So they, they're we're all finding like a lot hearsay, of that. per se. It's like, it's like how um, pyramids appear in- Many different cultures. Yes. You're like, how yeah. do they come up in the okay aliens? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The aliens killed them all at the same time. Well, yeah. so speaking, or <laughs> speaking <laughs> yes. of aliens, we we found out about this like haunted location in Australia that all they would see are these lights in these particular colors of like mm-hmm. reds and greens and whites. And then we were looking at Mexico City where they had seen the same colors, the same shades the same. of colors, and they're all like in, in a the lights. Line. So we were like, oh, that's interesting. We don't know if it's necessarily hearing it from another country and bringing that back to the country or if aliens are real and they literally have one way of showing us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So So. it's interesting to see all the tie-ins for everything. Yeah, it looks like you don't believe over there. Uh, I am am not a very um, spiritual person. So I'm very skeptical. Because you don't have yes. a soul, Michael. Well, because I sold it. Yeah, to rock and roll. <laughs> yes. But I'm I, I'm always interested in stuff like this, even though like I'm kind of always kind of like a skeptic of it. It's I funny think, you mentioned yes. like, the red, green, and white lights, and I think of oh, those are the that's the color of the flag of Mexico. So that's where they got it from. But Australia or Italy? Well, Australian, yeah. they're all drunk. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're actually all white. I think the my favorite part of this is. When we watch these things, we try and, you know, see if there's... What I love the most is people's experience. Not mm-hmm. just hearing about it, but did you experience this? Mm-hmm. What came from mm-hmm. that? And then you're watching Australian videos yeah. with the accent that's just so thick. And you're like, I have no idea what they're saying. Like, what damn to the bonies? And I'm like, I have no idea what any of this means. Where's my subtitles? We'll get the truth out. Well, th- go ahead. Yeah. Sorry, um, if I can tell a quick little side note. I think in one of our episodes, I talked about, I went to Mexico, and my cousin was talking about how there's like this big hill, like, you know, it's like a park, but it's a big hill, you can hike on it and whatnot, and they, um, my aunt bought a house near there, and so she, her, my cousin and her friend, they were just hanging out, and it's really dark there, because it's still being, 
there's still a lot of houses trying to like not grow, but um, being, developed. being developed and stuff like that. So um, they're looking down in this like dark mountain and they see a light, a red light flare up from the hill. And they're like, what is that? That's really weird. And they see this like object just hovering around the hill and hovering and hovering. And you're like, wait, are you being serious? She's like, no, I'm being like legit. Like there is something just hovering. And so she said that it was a flying object. Like it was like, you know, an alien object just hovering around. And then it quickly just vanished Mm -hmm. up in air. And I was, and I asked her and I said, did you see this before? Has anyone else seen this? And she goes, yeah, there's a radio host who does this and, or like who talks about it. And he says that he's seen it too. And he's like, she's like, this isn't the only time. So you never know. So I think with us, that's a lot of the issues we run into is we don't necessarily, we're skeptical. We don't necessarily believe, but then it's like, but then people any tell, other story like my cousin this, told me. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. like, maybe it's real. Maybe it's not. Maybe she was high. Who knows? I mean, okay. <laughs> or yes. drunk. I don't know. <laughs> oh, it could be high or drunk. Yeah. yeah. Because, all right. But or it's both. kind of like any other story this person would tell me, I would believe. Yeah. yeah. Until you see the source and you're like, oh, and then I'm like, maybe. When was this? She's like, oh, a couple years ago. And I was like, why didn't you record this? Like, you have a cell phone. Yeah. Right. Didn't she like, know we'd be doing a podcast like, in on, years? Help me out, girl. Yeah. We need it for our, our digital footprint. Yeah. Well, cool. Great opening story. And before we get too far, I want to let people know that they can find uh, all the social handles and all the information on the Stupid Stition podcast at stupidstition.com. Their Twitter is at stupidstition. Their Instagram is at stupidstition. And on Facebook, it's facebook.com stupidstition. (laughs) And okay, ladies, uh, I know you're the experts in superstition, but Richard and Michael are going to give it their best shot. I'm excited. And they may incorporate something other than that which is found in regular kind of folklore. They may go in other directions (laughs) because they're weird. Yeah, as is our want. We kind of fall towards pop culture a little bit. But I think the first one that we're going to talk about is the Winchester Mystery House mm. in San Jose, California. Oddly enough, we were going to possibly cover that one, oh so I'm God. glad we didn't. Hey, 12, 12 we million visitors one. can't be wrong. Mm-hmm. Have you guys been? I have not, even though I grew up near-ish, near-ish the uh, Winchester Mystery House. I've never been, Michael. No, me neither. Have you guys seen the movie? Just came out this year. No. <laughs> okay. Oh, is that the haunting the of... No, no, with Helen Mirren. Oh, yeah. It's just called Winchester. Mm-hmm. Oh, then no. I don't see any movies. I have a okay. young son. Yeah, we have both have young kids. So we don't, <laughs> if it's not animated, then I have no idea what it is. Okay. So they'll tell you about the Mystery House, and Liz, you can chime in and see how the movie mm, derivates. So Frank and Weenie, is, you've seen that. I don't know. When the main actress walked down the stairs, that didn't happen. So no. <laughs> <laughs> What do you find compelling about the Winchester Mystery House? Uh, I think a lot of... I think it comes back to like the skepticism, but a lot of the story on why the Winchester Mystery House is built was based on Sarah Winchester, who's like the heiress to the Winchester gun uh, fortune, how she uh, was kind of told throughout her life um, by like a medium that she was basically the responsible or that the ghosts of those that were killed by uh, her... Uh, Sons, I can't remember how it is. Husbands. Husbands, yeah. But she was like the, whatever it is. Whoever it is. It was her husband or the son of something like that. Yeah, it was. Uh, It was basically that she would be haunted by all of those that were killed by those rifles. And the only way you could keep it it at bay, the spirits at bay, is to keep building this house. And the house doesn't have to make sense. I start asking questions at that point, by the way. Mm -hmm. Like, A does not lead to B. Mm -hmm. That's some faulty logic right Um, there. Yes, I think the the theory was that once the house is completed, she would meet her her end. Mm-hmm. So therefore, she kept building. That's why it didn't make sense. Was yeah. I'll put a door somewhere. I just got to keep building this house. And I just love I love the idea of um, appeasing these spirits and keeping these ghosts at bay by I don't know putting in some laminate tiling and you know just you can do some little the flooring ah, you gotta put some cross beams in there and put a you know put put a door and then put some bricks behind the door because you don't really need to do anything yeah. i just love that idea that she's fighting the forces of it's like an anti, it's almost like an anti-haunting yeah she's like yeah. fighting the haunting by being like bob vila master <laughs> master home builder there's something there's something very interesting about uh I don't know, keeping them on the other side. Mm-hmm. Well, it does, I think what you, your podcast seems to uh, deter, 
can't hear myself. I think one thing your podcast brings up is uh, supernatural uh, occurrences can be real or can be fake, but how we respond to them is mm-hmm. the most compelling thing. And it tells the most uh, colorful story about who we are as human beings and yes. how she responds yeah, to Yeah, she is. turned like an eight-room house into a 160-room <laughs> house, which is like... That is, insane. Yeah. I, yeah. In, literally insane. Yeah. Because yeah. on Zillow, that's going to be weird. That's going to be like, <laughs> You're like, wait, how do I bathroom? price range this? <laughs> yeah. you know? this the property is, taxes on that alone. <laughs> yeah, this house is like HGTV's like fantasy house yeah. where <laughs> this will continue on through season eight, through season 10. <laughs> They're like, just keep building. Yeah, law ship lap, I assume. Yeah. And no, nobody would, nobody had the 1906 earthquake help them more than her because yeah. it knocked down like half the building. Yeah. So she yeah. could just start building start all over building, again. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a bed, 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 bed and breakfast. Right. Yeah. Lots of bed yeah. breakfast. Could you imagine just going there and where's your restroom? Third door on the right. You're like, oh God, where am like, I going? There's only one, so figure it out. <laughs> there's also 15 Several, doors. Yeah, there are several of them that don't work. Yeah. Or one yeah. of them that does. Exactly. Cool. So we've each chosen one of our hauntings, and we've each had a sip of the drink, and we've each been eating some of this delicious candy corn from 7-Eleven. <laughs> Did we on another episode determine that candy corn all comes from one factory and it never goes away? Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, just all, it's just nothing but just like a back, backlog. Yeah, backlog like fruitcakes. And we hope everybody uh, in our listening audience is having a good Halloween and is listening to this uh, podcast in a spooky place. So why don't we go into our second haunting from the hosts of Stupid Station. Okay. I was just going to say, I'm so glad you got our list of demands before. The writer. Hostess donuts and candy corn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On demand, please. So classic. Chips and salsa. Um, okay. So the other one we're going to talk about is the Hona Ona, who's also known as the Bone Lady. And... Uh, um, I've been called the big yes. Hona Hona, Hona is in Japan. <laughs> yeah, she originates from Japan. And she's a lovely young woman who basically, the sp- uh, she takes the spirits. Wait. Yeah. We went from the Philippines yes. to Japan. So, correct? Okay. Oh, we're going all around the world, we're baby. This is yeah. awesome. So the Hona Ona is essentially this demon monster. Mm-hmm. And when someone, say there's a, a paired couple and one passes away, she becomes the Hona Ona. And she tries to come back to the person she left in this in our world to be with them. So in this process, she continues to come back to the house, to come back to the house until she's let in. Once she is let in, uh, she can be with her lover that she had once left. The person sees her, they go, you've returned to me, I love you, I'm so glad we're meant to be together again. But each night that she spends with that person, their life is drained a little bit to help Mm -hmm. keep her moving on Mm -hmm. and surviving. So in this process, it's very hard to get rid of her once you've welcomed her back into your your life. Um, It's a very strong presence that you need to have or someone kind of guiding you to say, don't let this bitch back in. Mm -hmm. Like, she's trouble. Yeah, Yeah. it's kind of like Mm -hmm. modern relationships when you break up and then they try and get together and you're the best friend saying, oh, honey, no, 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 don't do this again. It's like a marriage. It sucks the life out of you. Am I right? We're trying to be less douchey on the show. Honey, oh, not, no. (laughs) Exactly. No bone, lady. No bones for you. I'm fascinated that we've chosen three female-led superstitions so far, haunting so far. I think... I wonder if I that's what we kind of usually do. I think it was kind of like uh, coincidental. Yeah. I feel okay, like okay. We or do. women just make it better in the afterlife than men. Yeah, men are like, I'm that. retiring. I'm hanging out. I'm taking a nap. <laughs> women are like, how do I crawl back into your <laughs> life through this yeah, grave? I've spent my whole life being a monster is what men say. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take it, take it easy when I die. Yeah. Oh, does she, how commonly held is this belief in Japan? Um, extremely. Oh. So it's also mm-hmm. um, a representation of depression oh. that happens. Okay. So once, you know, someone passes, you, your life slowly starts to drain away without having them. Mm-hmm. So um, she's actually referenced still quite frequently of the Hona Ona has a hold of your uncle or your father or something. Oh, wow. And then in order to like, you know, get her out per se, you have charms and prayers will remove her from your yeah. like beam and household. But if you don't, then she will take your life away. So mm-hmm. eventually you will pass away with her and she will um, not realize, like the whole time the Hona Ona doesn't realize the effect they're having. She doesn't realize that she's draining the life as well. So uh-huh. eventually when that person passes, she just may move on to the next person. 
oh. and move on. And she's also disguised as like a lovely young woman, so you wouldn't like wouldn't know. And you're like, okay, great. She's you know talking to me. This she's not. the this? person who died. She would be yes. the same. Yes. Okay. No, she comes she's... back in a more beautiful form oh. to fill that void. Oh wow. Yeah. Mm. So you're like, who's this honey hidden mm. throwing rocks at my window <laughs> at two a.m.? Come on, come on up, girl. Oh, so it's kind of like a rebound relationship. A little bit, oh, yeah. Wow. Like, I think at the time you're just looking for that comfort. Mm-hmm. And if it's at 2 a.m. and your Tinder profile goes off, that's the Hona Ona. It's like a booty call. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's a supernatural booty call. <laughs> this yeah. is like the, one of the most emotionally resident, resident, <laughs> resonant uh, of superstitions or hauntings that we've dealt with. It seems just to apply to romantic love and, and loneliness and all that kind of stuff. Well, mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm intrigued by this one because... A lot of these superstitions, I'm sure you guys deal with this, are kind of come up as ways for people to explain things they don't understand. Yes. Right? right? Mm -hmm. So if you're talking about this being related to depression, I would imagine that there's some element of that of suddenly somebody is not acting like themselves. Somebody is depressed. How do we explain that? Oh, well, maybe there's... Uh, It's got to be a ghost. Got to be a ghost. (laughs) They're clearly possessed. (laughs) They didn't eat my vegetables. Exactly. (laughs) Okay, so yeah, we've we've seen these uh, uh, hauntings and superstitions as a way, something that uh, reveals our character, and as something that is a way for us to deal with those things that we can't explain away in our real lives. Right. Yeah. The I strong mean, emotions we can. So far, we've learned: don't pick up hitchhikers, mm-hmm. don't start on construction that you don't know how long <laughs> your project's going to go, <laughs> and uh, you know, don't have anyone you know die. Yeah. So yes. simple, simple rules. Learning so lessons. Good. Simple rules are so good. Yeah. All right, we're almost at halftime, and so Richard and Michael are going to tell us their second haunting. Okay, so our second one is the Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Never heard of it. No, it's a mm. pretty regional story to the <laughs> yeah. specific to the New England area. It's crap. It's called Legend. I wrote it off as soon as yeah. you said it. Good point. Okay, all right. So tell us the legend. So it's basically the story of Ichabod Crane. Mm. Who is a complete goober? But he's so emo. If you look at him now, he's skinny. He's got yeah, he really is. So yeah, hot. he is like the most like <laughs> shoegazer, yeah. shoegazer yeah. type guy you could possibly imagine. What is it? What is the best looking version of Ichabod Crane that we've seen in pop culture? The Dexter, been, right? Jeff Goldblum. Good. Jeff Goldblum did him. Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. Yeah. And then um, the cartoon version's pretty hot with the big <laughs> floppy ears. The big Adam. I basically yeah. just know this is a Disney story, so that's what yeah. I'm telling. Oh, essentially. Okay. Oh, right. you're yeah. setting us up. What, okay, what company? Okay. Never heard of it. Never Disney. Never heard, never heard of, it. of it. Yeah, we're not allowed to mention that on the yeah. show. Can't mention the D word. The D yeah. word. Keep the D out of this. Yeah. You can you can talk about D all you want. Uh, yeah, yeah, we've <laughs> talked about it quite a bit, in fact. So what? This is something that seems indigenous. We've been all around the world so far. This is very much indigenous to the United States in the early part of uh, um, this country's existence, right? What I think drew us to this one initially is we are going to go down the Scooby-Doo like trail of uh, amusement parks and these ghost kids towns. investigating hauntings, mm-hmm. and then we realized that like, oh, maybe the original investigation of a haunting is you know, kind of is dealt with in this legend of uh, Sleepy Hollow and yeah. Ichabod Crane, where he's a school teacher and he's basically driven out of town by this legend, basically, which may actually turn out to be a ghost, but it may actually be just someone dressed up in a costume yeah. mm-hmm. that's kicking him out of town. And that felt very Scooby Dooish. Mm-hmm. And it felt very resonant of just the idea that a legend could kind of turn into reality. And you believe it yeah. because of all the legend that led up to it. You mm-hmm. know, yes. the headless horseman that, that killed uh, Hessian, Hussian, what is it? Hessian. 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 Um, uh, warrior. And it, so it just felt like this is when the things that happen and the things that people talk about actually happen, although it's in a story, and then it just becomes more realistic. It mm-hmm. kind of... Um, it almost seems to occupy the Grimm's fairy tales uh, world yeah. where... There was blood and gore and and good and evil and life and death all happening in the daily lives of these people, and they weren't protected from it. And so those things that were happening in real life got slightly mythologized and passed on as cautionary tales to children and adults alike. So things went from real to to uh, to um, fairy tale pretty quickly. But it's not like their life was easy. <laughs> if you were uh, alive during those times, you probably mm-hmm. dealt with all kinds of. Uh, Sickness and fatalities. And yeah, malaria was malaria. your uh, your your headless <laughs> yeah. horseman. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah. And, and as we're approaching Halloween, I think just like the indelible image of like 
a pumpkin on top of a head, either be it the Disney oh, yeah. cartoon or I don't know if the original story, the headless horse, I think the original yeah. story, the headless horseman threw a pumpkin or a jack-o'-lantern at Ichabod Crane and knocked him unconscious yeah. or whatever mm-hmm. and drove him out of town. But like just that, just that image is so visceral and it kind of has been pervasive in at least in American culture over the last 200 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Terrifying. That has to be, <laughs> I, I imagine is that, do, did jack-o'-lanterns predate that, that story, I wonder, they, or did he kind of invent it? Yeah. They must have. Okay. I feel like that's like a... Everybody was carving pumpkins just, just for fun. Back Even in the back. Depression, you <laughs> know, they if had, you had pumpkins. Look at it, you look at a pumpkin and you go, I want to stick something really... The Egyptians had like triangle shaped <laughs> pumpkins. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm interested in this also because most of the time a haunting story has... The person being haunted is somebody you're supposed to feel sympathetic toward. Mm-hmm. Oh. I don't know that you're supposed to feel sympathetic toward, in the original story at least, Ichabod Crane. Oh. Because he's kind of a... He's not heroic. He's kind of a wuss. Oh, okay. Oh. Can I say that? Yeah, I is guess that so. okay in Why are you staring at me when you say that? Looking at your arms. <laughs> okay, buddy. all right, sorry. Um, <laughs> I gotta work out. But no, he... Uh, He's somebody who's who's sort of like very like Don Knotts would would have played him yeah. if Disney did the movie For in the sixties. Sure, yeah. yeah, he's not somebody who's and he's mm-hmm. sort of full of himself and kind of arrogant. Yeah, there's no like there's no redeeming quality to anyone in this story, frankly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so and it's outs- kind of interesting outsider, from that outsider too as well is someone that yes. comes into their town and is probably skeptical of it and yeah. then kind of gets proven wrong and driven out. And I think that kind of just um, you know rebuilds on the the myth of it. Well, I, did I think, love like, that. from the sorry, the town's perspective, it's like we've been investigating this and we can't figure it out. So now this hot shot, and where's where does this take place? Like Massachusetts yeah. or like something? Somewhere, somewhere this hot shot from New York comes in. He's like, I'll solve it in a week, <laughs> and they're like, Okay, homie, we'll see. <laughs> like, no, no hints, yeah. no helping. Look, Here's a look, jack-o'-lantern. We've built a whole tourism campaign around this. Exactly, we're embracing it. The whole chamber it. of commerce has built their whole budget around this, mm-hmm. and now you're going to come in. So we have, um, we've actually talked on Stupid Station about a few countries who have actually embraced the haunting so much that they're like, they had international ghost hunters on there that asked them to change their review of Not Haunted because they're like, this is how we're getting people in this town. Like there's one hotel in this entire city that this is happening with. Mm -hmm. Tell them it's haunted so that we can get this tourism (laughs) and bring in more money into the economy. Oh, wow. That's their only uh, gross dom- domestic For some of these, yeah. yeah. In Australia, wow. where the lights are, it's all on these lands, mm-hmm. of these flatlands. So for them, they're like, no, let's let's keep this alien... Yeah. Let's keep this alien story alive a yeah. little bit. The other day, uh, I was randomly looking up places, like actual literary places, like on Google Maps, and I was looking mm-hmm. up like uh, Dracula's Castle. Yes, um, it could have been that. I was listening to your we've episode. Covered, on, we've covered, we've covered it. On, uh, I was listening to your episode on Romania. <laughs> yes, and I was looking at the distance between how long would it take to drive from Dracula's Castle to Castle Frankenstein? Yes, seventeen-ish, seventeen and a half hours of a drive, <laughs> right? Oh. With, with toll roads and everything. Yeah. And I was Road thinking, trip. <laughs> and just like you said, how many of these places, how many of these towns are just built on? Uh, you're in the town that is Frankenstein's castle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so come here and give us your money and we'll sell yeah. you all the Frankenstein yeah. BS yeah. stuff that we can produce. And probably the same thing with uh, the Romanian, uh, the Castle Dracula. Or whatever. Yeah, I mean, most of these countries and central places in Central Europe, pretty much their economy is based on uh, Dracula's. Dracula's, Frankenstein's, <laughs> and weird porn that you can't film in the U.S. Yeah. Those are like the three things. And can I just say, I buy all of it. Yeah, sure. I buy all three of those things whenever I go to different countries. Like, and I've never seen towns. this. Yes, please. Give me yeah. a CD or whatever it is. Yeah. I'll take a few. An interactive CD wrong. Yes, CD, please. Do you have this on cassette? I take two. VHS. All right. So we are now officially at our halftime where normally we would promote another podcast that's out there. But we have another podcast here on our Mid Center, a special crossover episode. So I'm just going to ask uh, Brendan, Liz, and Liz and Brenda to promote their podcast. Let us know where people can find it. Are you ready? 
we were at stupidcision.com is one of the places, and I know that's where I clicked on links to find their Instagram, their Facebook. If you just Google stupid stitching, you're definitely going to uh, bring it up. But, like, okay. Honestly, if you Google stupid, we'll probably <laughs> pop up. <laughs> I love the description. Stupid Stitching Podcast features your two besties, Liz and Brenda, covering creepy tales from all over the world, from folklore to paranormal. They cover stupid stitches stories with a libation from that nation. What are some drinks that you yes. drank on your show? So many good ones. So we had a glog that we did. Yeah. What? A glog. Oh, which, wow. which is Danish. Mm-hmm. It's like a grog in a shoe, like a clog. Yeah. Sure. Or a glog. yeah sure. So <laughs> we it's do- a grog, you drink it out of a clog. <laughs> we go, this one sounds really good, but the name is glog. How can we make this sound sexier in any way? We're like, no, we can't. We're just going to glog it. That's that foreign yeah. girl your friend, or foreign guy your friend meets on a summer vacation. His yeah. name is Gloggy. He's really sweet. <laughs> he runs a website. You don't want to see the website. I mean, he's got the one eyebrow, but <laughs> yeah. he he's a good guy. What uh, else? What else? We've done a, a Romanian bloody fang. That's what we call it. Oh, that sounds good. So it's basically like a plum. Mary? Mm, no. Not really? I mean, no. Just blood. Just blood. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Available at Trader Joe's. Blood, blood. of a plum, <laughs> oh. plum brandy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a little concoction of puree of red plums and stuff like and that. And can we find the recipes anywhere? On our Instagram. At Stupidstition. Okay. So we have a bunch of drink recipes on there. So the format of our podcast is a little bit of, we start off with the drink. When a train goes by, we do shots. We talk about a different country each episode mm-hmm. and the superstitions, folklore, or mythology around that area. Um, and then we'll end it with a tarot card reading. Oh, that's cool. So then, to help predict the future for our audience. Yeah, so then we tell our audience, like, if it comes true, please email us, tell us anything if it came true. Yeah, but you know what? It's so funny because we do a lot of sidetracks in it. <laughs> we go, side note, let's talk about this real quickly. And you can tell by the time we get to tarot, we're usually shit-faced at that point. <laughs> so we're like, "Think good things in your future. All right, cut it. Thanks for listening. Like we're done. Bye. Yeah, we're done. cut Bye. it off now. So, yeah, I wouldn't go there necessarily for the tarot, but for the drinks and the stories, yeah. so I check can us out. For, so can you, Michael. We've listened to episodes, and they're really cool. So if you're a fan of, like, My Favorite Murder or some of the other kind of, you know, I don't know. Last podcast on the left. Yes. You'll dig it. Yeah. Okay. So you said your your wife likes those too, right? Yeah. Okay. And so do I. My wife. Okay. And well, if you like, um, you know, a very Californian accent, a lot of likes and does. <laughs> a lot of vocal we fry. That for you. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Totes. So we're jumping back. We've had our uh, mid-episode snacks in front of us. We've had sips from our cool drink, which you can find the recipe on Stupid Stitchin. Which, by the way, if you hear someone who sounds like a zombie, it's just me eating these milk, eating these milk duds. frozen milk duds that, my, that Jeff has uh, left in front of me. Yeah. And now we're going to jump in with the third choice for the Mount Rushmore of Hauntings from Liz and Brenda. And that third choice. Oh, they're chewing. Sorry. I, 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 well, let me tell you guys. You can find out uh, more about Mount Rushmore podcast by going to our Facebook page on Facebook and you can contribute to the conversation by suggesting future episodes for us to discuss. You could you could elect a you could suggest a Mount Rushmore and we just might do it because we've done that before. We also have Instagram and we also have Twitter so if you just Google Mount Rushmore or Bing Mount Rushmore or Yahoo Alta Vista. Alta yes. Vista. If you like those Mount Rushmore you'll find us. Yeah and also if we pick your uh Suggestion: We may force you to be on the show. Yes, we may force mm. you to. It happens. Um, so, yeah, and you will get a free Big Mac from participating McDonald's. None of them participate. None of them are participating. Oh. Uh, we have refreshed our drinks. We have available to us a plethora of Halloween candies and baked goods. And we are now going to begin the second half of the special spooky and maybe spoopy that's a new thing now, spoopy. What does Ooh. that mean? It means funny and scary kind of at the Spoopity same time. Spoopity spoop. Yeah. Yeah. What did she said? just said? Okay. Mm-hmm. YOLO. Okay. Know, okay, okay. So uh, of the Mount Rushmore podcast, special crossover episode with the hosts of the Stupid Stitching podcast, and they are going to avail us, they were going to regale us with their third choice. Okay. Yes. So we have the possession of Latoya Amos. Yes, and this happened in um, Indiana, so we're bringing it back to the States a little bit. And overall, in this claim of possession, she had three children that all became possessed as well through all the spirits. She moved into a house. 
Um, they got freaked out. Dog refused to come in the house, that kind of situation. Month later, flies all around the screen doors trying to get into the house. Um, they thought, you know, maybe it's just like weird weather or there's like a drought. So the flies are trying to get in. They couldn't figure it out, but they were in masses. Eventually, the children start to act a little bizarre. Uh, one, at a certain point, one of the daughters is levitating above the bed. Mm-hmm. Um, another point, one of them is walking on a wall. And what's interesting about this story is this happened in 2011. So um, according... You believe it. Kind of yeah. And according to the records, um, Child Protective Services actually came out to the house a few times to check on these children. They've been admitted to the hospital before through doing these weird acts of possession. Um, and Child Protective Services even came to the conclusion that they are possessed. Whoa. Like, they were like, we can't say this on the documents, but like, the, this is all the behavior that's associated with it. Uh, We also have written statements from police officers who have come to the house to inspect the house and said, you know, uh, we would see these drippings on the walls, this like almost moist liquid falling down on the walls. We'd wipe it off. We'd come back. back. We'd go to another Mm -hmm. room, come back. The drippings all came back. Even like a shadowy figure. They've seen shadowy figures Mm -hmm. in the house, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So um, once, and the the truth about this matter is, is what I like about it is when people buy a house, they don't necessarily have the means to immediately, well, let's sell the house and pack up and leave. It's like my house is, my money's tied up in the mortgage. Mm -hmm. We have nowhere else to go. So she was forced to stay there for for months after. And it took like about a year or so for uh, for them to, I guess, cleanse cleanse the house, the house completely mm-hmm. for her to move back in. There was a time where I think for six months her children were taken away because she had no means of leaving the house, and Child other family members stepped right. in and they said, "We'll take the kids to get them away from this evil presence." And um, through, we won't take you though. Yeah, no, you're, just, you're gonna stay yeah. here. You're gonna stay yeah. here. Um, so through multiple exorcisms, um, they finally had a priest that would come in and agree to do the exorcism. He finally did, and it's been in a lot better of a situation. Right. I want to say I believe they moved since then, but they may be still living in right. the house with no other issues. Yeah. So oh. they performed an exorcism in April. Uh, April. Tw- I was gonna say 2020, but April 22nd of. 2012, mm-hmm. um, and they did three exorcisms, one two in English and one in Latin, and then and then they performed one on Latoya, and um, then yeah. after they the family moved to Indianapolis in 2012 after the exorcism happened. So then all the events kind of just stopped. Came to a stop. And the people who had lived there before, never an issue, nothing. nothing. Mm-hmm. And then when this family moved in, all this stuff started happening. And to the point that they eventually had to move out. But, I think there's news reports of it too. Like, And they have said, because they were renting articles. this house. Mm-hmm. And they said since then, there's like the landlords are like, stop coming by. There's oh, yeah. been nothing is- since then. Stop taking photos of the current residents in the house. Or it could but- be that like a demon or a ghost or whatever it is followed them throughout wherever they were from. To the next location. The- yeah. See, folks, this is why you should always read your lease before you sign it. Yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. Most people just sign it and they don't look at it and see the bloody addendum. Yeah. In California, it's a law that if a murder has taken place in your residence within 10 or 20 years, the realtor legally has to let you know. Um, if true? not, I believe there's a website. Was, like, who owns it house? That was that an episode true? of The yeah. Simpsons. There's I a- killed a pizza the other night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not, you know, I'm not surprised this happened in Indiana, which is known as the Boozer State. Yeah, I was waiting. I was sitting on that. I was sitting on that for about four and a half minutes. I was going to ask Michael, who's a born and bred Angelino, is married to a Hoosier from Indianapolis, or basically, she's about from half an hour outside the city. Hmm. Is this? Uh, does she have a bunch of stories of her friends and stuff like that being Wait, haunted? Why are you well, called that? I don't know that. The Hoosiers? Yeah, I don't. I, no one really knows what Hoosier what mean? means. It's very Canadian. Yeah. No, uh, no, that's Hoser. Oh, even even, <laughs> even the Indianans, the Hoosiers don't know, don't know what mm-hmm. Hoosier means. Yeah, well, well uh, they don't know a lot in Indiana. Let's hey, be fair. Let me that's say that I'm from the Midwest. Unnecessary. And mm-hmm. Not. I'm not. Uh, 
Make fun of his state. Oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah. My wife's state. The, uh, his state doesn't exist. Michael's so we can't. wife uh, is a very high class kind of gal. I'm pole white trash from Kansas. So <laughs> our house had shit dripping on the walls. Our yeah. sh- house had flies. Our house well, had uh, so it was haunted, kids with haunted faces, <laughs> malnourished Glossing, children. Yeah. <laughs> you would have come by our house and you would have thought that place needed an exorcism yes. about any time you came by. Well, in the story, one of, um, because I believe two of the children, including her gets possessed um, throughout this time and the daughter who gets possessed uh, the accounts are from when she had a sleepover Mm. and she started walking on the wall and so I'm like that's a pretty cool party trick like (laughs) I'm coming back over next time light as a feather stiff as a board yeah (laughs) bitches up on the wall I know I'm like I brought Monopoly like (laughs) oh god how do I compare to this entertainment the only ghost story we have is one time we'd stayed at like a hotel in like downtown Indy on like the Pioneer Circle or whatever that is um, when we went back for Christmas I think one time and we stayed in a hotel that was known to be haunted that they mentioned it almost it almost feels like a touristy type thing that you guys were talking Mm -hmm. about earlier where like that's part of the the allure the allure allure of staying there is like you don't want to go up to the uh, 13th or 14th floor whatever they call it because you know just mm-hmm. yeah. there's a lady there. The and, ghost of an ice machine. Yeah. And you can tell they feed into it too, where it's oh, like yeah. it. the murder happened in room 13. So you can get room 12 or 14, yeah. but you can't get room 13. I'm like, you guys are constructing the bathroom right now. Like yeah. I know what's going on. <laughs> um, I was just looking, uh, as we were talking about this, I was just looking to, and saw that this was made into a movie Ooh. in 2014. Uh, and it's called Demon House. Yes. And, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But who knows how much of it was actually true? Well, how much is actually based true on to the story. True to the story. If they mm-hmm. just buy the story and then do whatever they want with it. Yeah. But yeah. I wonder how often that happens where a movie is made of Amityville? Yeah. A, a ghostly <laughs> event. Yeah. And how that kind of you know, a lot yeah. of this is just like refueling the legend. Yeah. Right. Whether the legend becomes a movie and then that kind of is like, oh well. I saw a movie about this, so it's and I think, gotta be true. And I think this with this particular story, the legs of it, of saying, you know, Child Protective Services has this on document. Mm-hmm. Like the police officer who came to the house originally, he's given testimony on the haunt how he believes the house is haunted. So it's finally these outside sources that believe in it too. It's not, you know, a psychic coming in and saying, Oh, it's true, mm-hmm. pay me. Oh yeah. It's people that are like, No, I don't want to go back so into that house. Say, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys, what is your third haunting? Okay, so our third one is also a, well, it's pop culture, but it's also a in-home haunting. Mm. And it's the first movie that personally I know scared the crap out of me, which was Poltergeist. Yes. Um, They're back. Yeah, this was the first time I remember, I remember seeing this when it came out on HBO. Oh, so yeah. I, this was on repeat. Every, um, like... Every hour you... Well, every somehow. time you turn on HBO now, it has the screen of the static, and then yeah. HBO, and you're like, <laughs> yeah. is she going to say they're here, yeah. or they're back, or which... Yeah. <laughs> what movie am I watching? Oh, no, it's just uh, Sesame Street. Yeah. Right I, now we're watching. I would just want to fall asleep to that gremlin lady's voice All whenever welcome. you go into Zelda, that. Zelda, uh, yes. Rosenstein, Zelda, Rubenstein. Yeah. yeah. Something so comforting about she that voice. Was, I think she was renowned for her humanitarian activities and was a, while well, living in New York, one of the first uh, AIDS activists or HIV activists. Really? Yeah. So she hmm. was. The face, I think she was actually the face of HIV um, awareness, and it was, when when she was portrayed, she was kind of portrayed as this kindly grandmother who was saying, get checked. So she had this big identity <laughs> oh, okay. outside of that. So. so you're saying HIV was the poltergeist? Was I'm like not, the I'm big, not, are you doing an extended <laughs> analogy? Yeah. 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 Here it came out in it's here. Uh, yeah. 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 Come on, guys. So why did you find that a compelling story? Um... Because it scared the crap out of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what they do at the but beginning of that movie? No, be, they, oh, smoke a reef, they smoke a reefer. They right do. They're on the bed. And well, that's the gateway drug to the spirit world. Yeah, it really is. All the smoke and the next thing you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know suburban possession. It's a suburban possession story. I know there are things like Amityville Horror and, and you know stories like that that had come out before. Um, but I think with Poltergeist, it was the first time that it really became like a yeah, a family. Yeah, like like the fact that the kids were being targeted specifically mm-hmm. as a kid scared the hell out of me. I also remember that's one of the first movies where I got mad at the screen. Why? Why? 
Because after they do the whole thing and they do the position and they get the get it out and they rescue Carrie Ann, they continue to live in the house <laughs> until they're able to sell it or whatever they're doing. It's like, no, you guys I, are rich. You're not like the person from Indiana. Go get it. Go to the Holiday Inn. Go. Yeah. I think what makes that movie hit home is it feels like it was filmed in the same neighborhood or the same house as the family in E.T. Yeah. And it came out mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. right around the same year, 82. So for one was like a broken home family story about an alien that was lovable, yada, yada. The second is like, oh, this is the same house. And all of a sudden you find out it's built over like uh, a burial, you know, a cemetery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was an Indian burial ground. Or uh, it was like that? Yeah, the up. second one, I believe. Second one was an Indian burial ground. What is fr- happening here, Jeff? Right. Yeah, are you picking that up? Is a fridge? No. Yeah, there's a there's a poltergeist that's. Oh, it's gone. gone. It's gone. Oh. We just had to say the word. It, we should. Yeah. We if need the sage. We need the sage. For you listeners at home, we are saging the podcast studio mm-hmm. right now. The story behind poltergeist is that the series of homes, or this one specific home in this like kind of tract housing was built over a burial ground and what they did is they removed the headstones but they didn't remove the They claimed bodies. they removed the, the whole yes. cemetery. So they, they kind had. of desecrated the sacramental yeah. grounds mm-hmm. and um, like those poltergeists are effing scary. They're fucking scary and they're effing scary. Yeah. They're both levels from one end of effing scary all the way to fucking scary. Yes. And fucking apostrophe right in the middle <laughs> all three levels it, and they're just it's it just gets you and i think because it they attack a little girl pull her mm-hmm. into their universe mm-hmm. then they have to go in to like this weird gross slimy world mm-hmm. and pull her it's just and being a child actor in the movie was like being a spinal tap drummer in real life yeah yeah <laughs> people kept dying i was gonna say if you, you guys have to talk about, about the that. curse of it I forgot, about, I forgot that she died much later yeah. yeah well the yeah the carrie ann died like six years later or something like that and mm-hmm. the older one dana died like a year after yeah so and then good times i'm not 100 sure but i think some of the cast and crew like the, some of the crew on it had passed away as well so there's stupid stitions all around <laughs> that set of like bad things happening. Yeah. It was and, the, um, the film director, Brian Gibson, who helmed Poltergeist two died in 2004. So it was like, yeah. <laughs> nah, well, they did. St- so he died. The ghost works. The cast yeah, exactly. of the wizard of Oz. They've all, they're all dead. Ooh, Ooh, no one talks curse. about that yeah. curse. <laughs> um, well, it's really interesting. You bring that up. Cause for me, one of the first movies that like ever terrified me actually was Paranormal Activity. Oh, okay. Because of that same factor, though, of you're in your bed, you're somewhere safe, and then the sheets just get ripped off. Yeah. And you're like, I'm not in this safe place anymore. Like, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. terrifying to me. See, <laughs> like, yeah. I'm older, so that happens to me. That's just because my wife hogs the sheets. Yeah. <laughs> I'm asleep and all of a sudden. I think that's every woman. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, yeah, the, the haunt, the suburbs. And uh, playful, imaginative uh, um, kids were seemed to be the territory of this producer, Steven Spielberg, and the stories that he told. Uh, producer Steven Spielberg, never heard of him. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Is he um, like an indie? He's yeah. a total, total, total indie. Yeah, um, yeah and and the, we think of the suburbs as this kind of wonderful um, place where hauntings don't happen. Well, Stephen, we hope you get your big break one day. Someday, kid. Good yeah. luck to you. <laughs> Grab the camcorder, do something yeah, good. Yeah, Steve. Stevie. Hang in there. <laughs> okay, so uh, stupid stition. All right, Post, our, this our is final your one. final haunting choice to present, and there will be judging at the end. But let me tell you, you're in the lead. Oh, okay. Oh, how exciting. <laughs> okay. Well, there's only one way to botch this. <laughs> so, um, so our last one we're going to talk about is an asylum. Oh, kick ass. Um, Arkham Asylum. Batman goes yeah. in there. <laughs> Have you heard of a oh, man sorry. named the Joker? <laughs> Um, which one was this? The from? Fremantle Lunatic Asylum in Australia. Yes. Okay. So one of the reasons we picked this place was it has a lot of rich history to it. Um, at one point, it had been occupied by the American military. This particular location, I think, during World War II, um, as a location where the the military could meet up as a safe location and like move on from there. Um, but as it had started, 
It's Australia, so let's just get to it. It's the land of the crazy, where people were being shipped over there as prisoners, and then they created the asylum for the crazy prisoners. Penal colony, I think, is the fun term to call it, right? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, they had a nuclear bomb go off in the middle of the outback, and nobody noticed. <laughs> this is my it. favorite yeah. Australia story of all time. So. <laughs> or was that aliens? Oh. <laughs> So populated by renegades, outlaws, or yes. people trying to start a new life. Yeah. Yes. Um, in <laughs> fact, uh, I have a note on here, Japanese prostitutes as well. So exciting stuff was exciting happening. Stuff. Exciting stuff. Um, but in this location, there was um, multiple incidents of of ghosts mm-hmm. and ghostly things that had happened. Um, I want to say this is also, I think during the time, a woman had been checked into the asylum and the husband tried to get a hold of her and visit her and they were like oh she's sick and sure enough um because of this location unfortunately it was a lot of um mentally ill as well of as well as prisoners mixed into the same location and it was overcrowded and she had been beaten to death by her cellmate so when the husband had come back to see her, they were like, oh, she's no longer with us. And he was like, what the fuck? She's supposed to be healthy and better. And so it was actually, I love her because this one claim that made by the husband that actually shut the entire asylum down Oh, to be like, no, this is not running okay. This is not up to board. Like we need to stop what's happening here. Mm-hmm. So they finally shut it down, but there has been a ton of hauntings ever since. So there's been the kissing ghost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or as we call sexual harassment. Me too, ladies. Uh, people have experienced uh, being touched by phantom lips. Wait, so this was in the asylum? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, so, you can So you crazy can do people are saying that things like this have happened? No, no, no. Oh, so okay. it was an asylum beforehand, okay. and now they just no. give tours for yeah. the... For no, I meant, because yeah. I meant because they're Australian. I didn't mean yeah. anything else. To okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're kissing on the lips, not down on that. seem like... <laughs> 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 we'll edit that out. Okay, no. no. That's no. going to be the opener. There's been a slimmer ghost. Mm-mm. Oh, so, so this is not Harvey Weinstein. I thought Am it I was Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> so then also, um, one of the ghosts that comes from this location is known as the Slimer Ghost. Slimer Ghost. From Ghostbusters. Do you guys remember the guy that oh, sure. eats all the food? Yeah. Okay, well, they have their very own Long in version. this asylum. John Belushi Ghost. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which, okay, can I say, um, me and Brenda, kind of our background is working in that world a little bit of entertainment. Ghostbusting? I'm Ghost Ghostbusters. Yeah. They ain't afraid of no ghosts. Um, uh, like our side job outside of this, and it was really funny because in one of the first passes of the script for the new Ghostbusters that had just come out, it was this mafia guy eating at a buffet, and they they shotgun him, and then his head kind of pops off and continues around eating things. Oh, wow. so I always found that interesting as to like that is supposedly why his form and his body was made up of, <laughs> but. Oh, wow. It was cut out later with more Chris Hemsworth scenes, so uh, it was worth it. Oh well. Um, so these are all things that they that were extant when the Fremantle was open, not afterwards. No, so it has since then been turned into an arts center, I believe, and a museum. Perfect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, so people who are so you can still visiting. you can get wow. a tour here okay. and go in. So they've. Experienced a kissing ghost. Mm-hmm. They've experienced seeing Slimer. These the are all ghost. Halloween customs that and I've then, been before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. And then a ghost that likes to push people down the stairs. Yeah, another one. So roughly, there's about ten spirits in this like I area. I do like that there mm-hmm. are just like different types of ghosts. What kind of ghost are you? I'm a kissing yeah. ghost. Oh, yeah. you? Uh, I'm the one that like ties your shoelaces together and pushes yeah. you down the stairs, okay? And all of them testified against Brett Kavanaugh <laughs> for Supreme Court justice. Who knew? When that came up in my job interview, I didn't get the job. So, um, yes, there's a male nurse. And then this was this one's interesting. Um, there's a story of three sisters that were at the asylum as well. And it's reported that you can see them, um, and they will try to charge you for sexual favors. Mm. What a crazy place. Because at the time, they were kind of sold into this location for sex slavery. Mm -hmm. So to this day, they'll hear them whispering and giggling and feeling touches in certain locations that you're like, okay, now. What's the name of this place? (laughs) Let me write it down. 
Yeah. And then we also have um, little girls that have been seen um, around the location as yeah. well. Um, there's included cold spots, voices, banging noises, and moving objects, foots, footsteps and smells and physical contact, black shadows, and mm-hmm. part of full apparitions that have been told by their own ghost hunter in Australia as well that's seen all this stuff. Yeah. Wow. So they, they get croc hunters and ghost hunters. They've got it all. Yeah. They have oh. like a shock room that whenever you enter, people have smelled the smell of burning metal or burning flesh once they enter the room. Ugh. And it comes and goes. Mm-hmm. So it's they assume it's the presence of the spirits bringing wow. that smell. And then um, one of them is a woman on a staircase that numerous people have seen and even taken photos of where it's just been like these light orbs that have appeared. And um, you can hear her saying, those are chains. Um, and can I have your flesh? And that was actually, can I have your flesh was recorded on a paranormal investigator's tape recorder. Taping. Wow. What a freaky deaky place. So, I mean, at least they're polite about it. it I know. <laughs> I like, Australia, like just any other animal in Australia can kill you. And then you've got this crazy asylum that you walk into. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No more dingoes. Wow. Just ghosts. Wow. Okay. Uh, guys, they wrapped up pretty strong with this Fremantle Lunatic Ooh, Asylum. Well, we're going to go downhill real quick. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, Gentlemen, what's your final choice on this spooky, spoopy Halloween episode <laughs> crossover edition of the Mount Rushmore podcast v- versus the Stupid Sition podcast? Your final choice. Uh, our final choice. Uh, knowing that we, are going, we had guests on the show today, uh, knowing that usually we lose, what, like 4 nothing. Oh, Richard, least. sometimes somehow five nothing. Somehow, somehow, somehow the points get overly distributed. We thought, let's play to Jeff's sweet spot. Ooh. The Haunted Mansion at Disneyland. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> how, how do you vote against this, clown? Oh, That's can't. a good one. I dare you. I vote for them. Okay. That's a good one. The Haunted Mansion is one of the best rides at Disneyland. Uh, but what is wonderful about it what is wonderful about Disneyland is that they embrace all these different aspects of um, scariness, scariness, mm-hmm. and the story. To, like they take you into a world of the dead mm-hmm. and ghosts and weird goblin things in a park that's the happiest place on earth. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's something very interesting that they're as willing to embrace death and dismemberment and the and, macabre. Yeah, you yeah. know the story that you lead through the haunted mansion is about this bride that has murdered her five husbands and cut off their head. And she's just killed her fifth. And maybe she's a ghost there for forever now. And actually, I don't think I know the story. It's very, it's my kind of lady. It's very strange. Like Mm -hmm. you walk, you know, when you first walk through into the The elevator, the elevator, this ride, Mm -hmm. you see all these, you know, macabre, silly things. And then it flashes and there's someone that's dead. And apparently that is like the husband. Oh. And he killed her before he could, she could Hang kill on. him. Okay. But she's killed all of her previous husbands. And there's this, oh, you know, this. She, black she, widow. You see her at the end of the ride. She's like saying, come back. Yeah. Come back. And she's. And we she's, do. We're idiots. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like that they invite you into this underworld. And they invite you into this haunted place where they, you know, invite you to be the latest resident, the thousand and yeah. one ghost. The thousand and first mm-hmm. ghost, um, and I think it's just like all of these things are very real. Hauntings are very scary. This is the opposite. Of yeah, that. this mm-hmm. is the lighter side. Mm-hmm. Of, pardon, pardon the mad pun, but mm-hmm. the lighter side of hauntings mm-hmm. is something that we all we're all gonna die. We're all have to kind of reconcile with our own death. Let's do it in a doom buggy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, do, I mean, yeah. we, do you we guys s- like it? The attraction? Yeah. Uh-huh. We see these ghosts like dancing and a ballroom. Like they're not fun. It, yeah. I'm kind of like, Hey, this ride doesn't go the way it planned. I'll just hang out here. Wait, is this a ride also that smells good too? Like it has hints of smells. Oh yeah. Around I think it's Halloween, when you get into a certain yeah. area, yeah. Yeah. a smell like will come. Smell or something. Yeah. Yeah, I do find it fascinating that the attraction, the outer shell of the attraction was built and up for, I think, two or three years before the inside of the attraction was there. They wow. hadn't. They had planned for it, and they built the outside, but they hadn't really figured out how the inside was going to be. And I think it was also the technology at the time was evolving from the walk-through attraction to the people mover machine attraction. So that was one of the reasons. But leave it to Disney to have a... the 
a comedy horror experience there. And what I love, too, about that attraction is um, there are... Disney incorporates fairy tales and stories from literature and stories that we've grown up with, and they aren't afraid to steal from different ones and put them in. So there was a f- uh, one of the first film versions of Beauty and the Beast was a French uh, version directed by uh, Jean Cocteau. And in that film, there are things like door handles and um, uh, things that are knuckles and candelabras and things that are alive and moving and creepy because later on in Beauty and the Beast, they would sing and dance and be alive because they've been possessed just like the Beast has. And so they borrowed a lot of those things from that film. So that's why the door knockers are knocking and the handles Mm. look kind of like uh, claws claws and things like that. So um, I'm fascinated by that attraction. And also the music is so great. Sure. He's got Thurl Ravenclaw, for God's sake. Yeah, Thurl Ravenscroft <laughs> in his role as one of the Mellow Men in singing Grim Green Ghosts. It's so, so cool. And they couldn't afford the rights to get Vince, or the money to get Vincent Price, clearly, so yeah. they wanted to get Paul Freeze, <laughs> yeah. who's the guy who did Boris Badenov in yeah. the Rocky and Bullwinkle. Oh, he's the best. Um, I love the uh, aspects of, this is Michael clearly courting my favor, but I also loved. Do you ever see something? I know what I'm doing. Listen, I'm playing playing yeah. the judge right now. <laughs> I love the Still stuff lose that, that reminds you that it was done in the '60s because you get into a dune buggy at the time the dune buggy craze was coming, and mm-hmm. there's hitchhiking ghosts. They weren't doing that in Victoria, <laughs> Victorian, Victorian England. England yeah. So that's so cool, and it's a good way to make out with your lady in that ride. Right? High five. <laughs> it got or creepy. to make out with the ghost okay. or with yeah. the, ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Right. the hologram next to you well you guys know that it could possibly really be haunted right I haven't heard that so mm-hmm. I oh, mean what? this is all speculation but insider information has relieved <laughs> to me that occasionally people um, will like to throw ashes Ooh. of their past ones oh, wow. onto the the area wow. of them dancing around uh. So I just have to assume that some sort of spirit has just taken a part of it and, like, held on maybe. Wow. So not too many, like, spooky stories, but I'm assuming if you're throwing ashes around of a body, a few spirits are going to stick. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. They're probably dancing in. Yeah. Dancing right along. Looking for their corporal self, which is now ashes, but they want to kind of resume and get their body back so they can walk. Well, the ri- you know, the ride boasts that they have a thousand ghosts. I thought it was 999 happy oh, haunts. It Maybe is. that's what it okay. is. Okay. Bitch, A1. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey. Yeah. Hey. Hey. We'll cut that out. We'll cut that out, right? Um, nah, leave it in. Yeah, yeah. we're fine. In the in two females were fine. Phantom Manor, I think there might even be, I wonder if there is a, a similar storyline, but uh, for Disneyland fans, there was a push by some people in Imagineering to try to unite the stories that would tie together um, the, sorry, uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean, the Haunted Mansion, mm. and Tom Sawyer Island because they weren't all too far from each other from a time standpoint with mm. an underground tunnel that would go between all of them. Isn't that cool? That's cool. Isn't that cool? I thought you were going to say is all the, they were going to tie in all the people who died like on the people movie uh, yeah. oh, yeah. and <laughs> drowned during like, oh. Tom Sawyer's Island. Mm-hmm. All those sort of things. Yeah. actually tie in real life deaths. With yeah. Walt's disembodied have, frozen head looking down over We you. do not give Condone. the location of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's on lockdown. Okay, so uh, we have been um, really privileged to be haunted by the host of the Stupid Stition podcast on this special Halloween crossover episode of the Mount Rushmore podcast and the Stupid Stition podcast. And please remind us where folks can find the Stupid Stition podcast and the websites and all that stuff. Um, so we are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under Stupid Station. Mm-hmm. And if you have any ghost stories or folklore or crazy stories that you want to share with us on the podcast, email us, yeah. stupidstitionpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, or drink recipes. Yes, on yes. And subscribe. Yes, yes, please subscribe. Yeah. So you don't have iTunes. to go. You don't subscribe. have to hunt for it. So it just appears. Uh-huh. Yes, exactly. Like <laughs> okay, so if you've uh, followed the Stupid Stition uh, podcast host over to the Mount Rushmore podcast and are listening to this for the first time, one of our format uh, functions is to judge at the end of the podcast who uh, wins. And normally it's Michael versus Richard, but this time we have guests and they're fabulous. So it is Liz and Brenda versus Michael and Richard. 
And I will list off the first. I as Jeff, I I as Jeff, the judge, will list off the um, haunting examples that I would like to put etch into our Mount Rushmore. And the number one thing being etched into Mount Rushmore is the haunted mansion. Yes. <laughs> woo woo woo. Oh, and 999 ghosts that go with it. So that's a thousand points. Wow, that's pretty good. Right? I'm just if... spooking you. I'm being oh. spoopy right now. <laughs> I don't know if we're cheering, but I'm excited for them. That yes. was a good one. Yes, they had a good yes. one. And the rest of them uh, belong to the Stupid Station host. So, guys, you just got owned. Okay. All right. So the rest of them are... (laughs) Moving on. I was very spooked out by the Fremantle Lunatic Asylum in Australia. And I would like to go around the world to other international locations and list the other cool things. The White Lady of Bullet. Yes. Bullet. Uh, which was in the Philippines and Hona Ona in Japan. Thank you for scaring me and educating me. Don't listen to this <laughs> before you go to bed. No, you might not wake up. We've been telling the whole story with a flashlight to our face <laughs> in the dark. <laughs> Much spookier on our Also end. spooky. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this has been the crossover episode of the Stupid Station Podcast and the Mount Rushmore Podcast. We're going to go around the table. I, as always, am Jeff. And one of our guests has been... Rhonda. And this is... Liz. And this I'm is... Richard. I'm Michael. Thank you. Happy Halloween. Thank you. Thank you.